Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell, and the king of closed off, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. Founded for the sole purpose of acquiring the most interesting acronym in the trumpet world, the WTF is ultimately here to serve your trumpet needs. World Trumpet Federation is home to helpful videos, Joey's increasingly famous blog, some helpful articles by yours truly, and a really nice photo of Brian. So head on over to worldtrumpetfederation.com and check it out. And by the Atlantic Brass Band. Since 1984, the Atlantic Brass Band has been at the forefront of brass banding in America. Founded by Yorkshire-born Herb Roselle as the Wheaton Band, the now three-time national champion Atlantic Brass Band upholds the traditions of bands in the UK, combined with their uniquely American spirit. Comprised of local professionals and amateurs in the South Jersey region, ABB has won critical acclaim in the United States, England, and Scotland. Through community performances, small group outreach, and of course competing at the national and international level, ABB sets the bar high for brass bands in the United States. With a long-time association with Rowan University, ABB also supports a youth brass band that is proving to be an excellent training ground for young brass players in the region. For more information about membership, performances, or the youth band, please go to www.atlanticbrassband.org. The Atlantic Brass Band, keeping tradition alive while advancing the cause of brass bands in the United States. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up, couple things, and no offense. We use these segments to harness, haggle, and harangue information that we believe is important to a hilarious trumpet hamlet. Gentlemen, shall we? Warming Up is once again brought to you by Chop Saver, a magical mixture of mysterious goodness in a tube. Then again, it's really not that mysterious. Dan Gosling has created the perfect all-natural lip treatment that everyone needs to know about. So go on over to ChopSaver.com and order yours today. And hey, don't be afraid to ask Dan about Chop Saver for your entire studio or ensemble. He's more than willing to work with you to get enough Chop Saver for all the important people in your life. Speaking of important people, ladies and gentlemen... The principal cornet of the Atlantic Brass Band, Dr. Brian <laughs> Appleby Weinberg. Oh, thank you very much. Brian, what kind, of a, what kind of front row filler do you have for us tonight? <laughs> That's great. Well, it's um, the middle of October, and the Brass Band's concert is over. So my mind, of course, immediately turns to Christmas music. Nope, hold on. I'm going to stop you right <laughs> no, there. I'm going to have to stop recording. Uh, uh, there, there are rules involved here. <laughs> It is October, there, which means it is candy corn season. You know, have as much candy corn as you want, and that's that's awesome. We've covered that before. <laughs> but there are still two full holidays before we get to Christmas season. We have we have Halloween this month. Right. Yeah. Hasn't Soon. happened yet. Soon. Nope. Right? And then next month, we have Thanksgiving. We're not even in November yet. Christmas music does not start until the day after Thanksgiving at the earliest. Yeah. And uh, and yet, in my Christmas folder on my iPad, I have 15 new Christmas tunes to learn for the brass band's performances wow. that begin in November. No. Do they begin after Thanksgiving? Uh, no, they do Then not. your band is doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, these we're all getting paid for these. So um, actually, what we're, what we're doing is, um, is uh, we do 10 hits at the mall 
So brass quartets. Uh, I do like them all, but this, yeah. see now mm-hmm. this is this is problematic. I, I do like <laughs> them all, right. but there is no Christmas music before Thanksgiving. Fully into Christmas music. But so, what if you could go shoe shopping, Joey, between sets? Would you still do it? Of, of would course you do you it? Would. Yeah, but you can shoe okay. shop anytime. <laughs> there are no rules and, against shoe shopping. And every time. And every right. time. Yes. Right. Shoes good. Christmas music, think of, seasonal. <laughs> seasonal, yeah. It's not seasonal. Um, but what it made me think of was, what are the great brass Christmas albums? And I would submit to you that the best brass Christmas album... Oh, I know where he's going here. ...is here go. a festival of carols and brass, yeah. the Philadelphia Philly. Brass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I have so many students who have, of course, never heard that album. And I actually sit next to people who play... You know, I mean, that's the way the music goes, right? You, right. That's you just play it like they played it. Like that's that's right. what you do. Um, and so I would just implore everyone to start listening to that now. So when you start no. playing your Christmas no. music in the first of November, you don't listen to it yet because it's <laughs> not yet Christmas music season. No, Thanksgiving, the Friday after Thanksgiving. Correct. The day after that Thanksgiving. Friday morning. Yeah, that's right. the earliest you're allowed. Now you don't have to. But, I'm not but, the biggest fan of Christmas music, so I can wait. But by then. Brian will be out gigging already. Yeah. It'll be too late. I will have already done gigs. Christmas then gigs. You should have done Christmas this last gigs. year between Thanksgiving and Christmas when it was appropriate. <laughs> well, I had a problem. You might remember that just before You weren't allowed to listen to music? It's when I smashed my face. I wasn't right. anything. <laughs> it hurt. It hurt to listen. <laughs> it hurt to listen to brass music. <laughs> Usually that's other people's problems that are near you. Right. Right. But, but the good news is I got to hear Brian on Sunday, and he oh, sounded yeah. fantastic. That was no, pandemic, was correct? That was pandemic. Yes, it was. Now, yeah. are you going to cover this, or Bill can I ask you how the premieres go, or is that where you, are we, am I too early? No, I'm thrilled. No, I was going to talk about something else, but okay. I, I, well, then I'm, let's get to pandemic. You I'm, had two. You had one composition and one arrangement on the concert. Yeah, yeah. how did it go? Absolutely thrilled. Like the band, they devoted a great deal of time to these things, obviously, and they took great care of them. And they both performances were fantastic. So yeah. couldn't he, be was, he seemed super happy. Yeah, I was so very he came happy. out with Lynn and yep. and uh, did the show and. Well. And it was, I got to do that composer thing. I always wondered what that was like. Right, that's my <laughs> only responsibility that day. Was at a certain point in time when acknowledged, I stood, I waved to the people, and I sat down. That was my job that day. Oh, hold on a second. So Brian was in the band. Yes. And Brian performed on the concert. Yes. You did nothing at this point. Showed up. And then you stand up and people clap for you? It clapped a lot, and I waved. Yeah, yeah this is I crap. I did this the, is I totally, did the you know, This is totally crap. I sat down. I'm now mad I at think, both of you. I think this composer thing's the way to go. My chops felt great <laughs> at the end of that concert. Yeah. I Mine really were did. bloodied. Brian was on his teeth. He didn't sound like it, but he said he was on his teeth. He always says that. Yeah. No, but uh, no. Thanks for asking. That was great. Uh, Joey, what do you have for us today? Well, I do have concert uh, concerts on my mind as well. So last weekend was our fall break, which here at IU means you, we have no classes on one Friday. So you know, nobody's that enthusiastic about it, but. Several of the trumpet students here hopped in some cars, drove up to Chicago, and they heard the Chicago Symphony Orchestra play Chike Six. Oh, yeah. So this uh-huh. is what I forget about. Uh, it's the pathetic, right? Yeah. There are lots, yeah. Of, uh, lots of orchestras around the country that have either they'll have some special matinees or they'll always have some student pricing. They'll do these sorts of things. Because I asked the students, they're like, oh, yeah, they're $15 tickets to oh. see the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. Nice. So... 
this this week. A couple of my students were in on, on the large group that went up. I said, how was it? It was amazing. You know, they just they <laughs> loved it. Uh, one of them had already been in, in Chicago before. Uh, she's from around there. The other isn't. Um, first time in Orchestra Hall and first time hearing Esteban live. Right? Oh, yeah. Wow. You know, so I, I think what you're saying is they're saying properly rated. Overrated, yeah. They were all they were all knocked out. I mean, yeah, by the orchestra, by the experience, and they said out. Esteban lit oh, it up and I'm was sure. just. They said, "Here's the thing, like his soft playing sounds like it's right in front of you, but it's clear as a bell, and his loud playing, just like they said, the change just envelops the whole room. They said oh, it was just fantastic. amazing. They said it was just it was spectacular. So, you know, I haven't heard him play live. Neither none of us have heard him play live yet. We've no, seen no. him put some stuff up online and we hear good reports, but being in the room is always, you know, better. That's the way and to go. So, they you know, th- this was a great idea. So, get out there if you're a student, check around you, check around you see if your orchestras are offering student pricing. Go check it out, go see stuff live. Yeah. But Very that's cool. what that was Did they that's double what the parts or anything. Some orchestras no. will actually double first and double second. No, hmm. they don't need. I don't think they feel the need to do that there. Wow. So no. Yeah. Wow. So Bill, what do you got for us? Well, we have on Tuesday nights here. We have um, sort of this brass collective. Like all the brass majors get together, and we do fundamental stuff. Actually, that was inspired by the thing, and uh, and we do some rep too. We've got a concert coming up that we share with one of the bands, and but typically on these Tuesday night sessions, I'll do some sort of demo or some sort of topic. And last night. Um, I decided to compare two of my uh, trumpet majors who play and approach the horn very differently. To see who was taller? Yes. We did it by <laughs> height. Yes. And That's a good way to judge trumpet players. It is. <laughs> completely. <laughs> yeah. And you like your chances. I'm feeling so, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, two players, let's just call them James and Annalise. I just made those names up. Oh, and yeah. So they play very differently. Um, and some might say one plays a little bit brighter, one plays a little bit darker. Here we go again. We're you know we're we're talking about these, but but I just wanted to compare these two things. And so the great thing about these Tuesday night sessions is that it sparks a lot of conversation that typically kind of goes on and overflows into lessons, and then we start comparing notes, and it's really cool. So one of my first year students came in today, and he said, "Man, the thing last night that was crazy. Like I, you always say this about the certain parts of the sound or how it sounds, but th- those two people, I could hear everything you were talking about. It was a really good example because they're very different. Apples and lasagna. Yeah, apples and lasagna, exactly. You're welcome. And there it is, Joey's quote. And so, um, but then he posed a question. So he has he, he asked a question because our, our conversation kind of extended there. And, and I want to ask you the same question. And then my answer was kind of interesting, and I want to get your take on that. So his, what he said just, was... Did you, just, did you hear that? My right. answer was my, interesting. I thought my answer was now interesting, your, but your answers might not be interesting at all. But mine, no, ours won't be. <laughs> that's mine, where we're starting. Yes. That's where we're starting. I think I nailed it. I like the way I answered it. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and ask you a question. And I have nailed the response to before you've ever answered. Just so you know, right? So you know where okay. the bar is. I'm going to ask you guys a question. I don't want you to answer me right away. <laughs> no, no, take it, think of it over. Take your, take time, your time because. I'm going to judge you harshly. I'm going to compare you against my answer. Here's the question. Okay. Which is more difficult to build, range or sound? Which is more difficult to build? You know, to to help a player advance in the area of range or sound. It depends on the student. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But all things being equal, maybe I just have a bias here. I think sound is harder to build than range. I think range is easy to build. Mm-hmm. I think there's a, I, there's a, a quantifiable method that would work for most people that is a very a step by step way of building range, right. 
where with sound, uh, it's not the same thing. There's much more to it than just you need to do these things to build this coordination so you can make higher notes come out. There is a you have to know what you want to sound like and then you right. have to be able to recognize what you aren't doing and what you need to be doing. I think I think that's a more uh, difficult uh, process. That's okay, my answer. Good. Hold and on. Now, well, Brian hasn't answered yet. No, no, no. But I'm, I just want to say that's what I told the student. Let's just call him Andrew. That's what I told Andrew that you would say. <laughs> I just wanted that. I just wanted to throw that in there. Okay, Brian. I love got? being this predictable. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't find it difficult to help a student um, change their sound or develop a sound, um, and I have not found it difficult to help students with the upper register. But I can actually change a student's help a student change their sound, even if they're not working that hard. They can fundamentally change the way they sound into a sound that I'm fine with in the in the in the studio and sounds good in the band and the orchestra but if they're not working it's very difficult for them to de develop the upper register right so i'd say it's a little bit more difficult well we're going to be on the same page here here was my answer and i was really proud of this because i just shot right from the hip on this i said building range takes patience building sound takes intellect yeah and so to that end, if you're patient, you'll get there with the range thing. It's just a matter of right daily going of after it. doing it, yeah. But like I yeah. said to him, who cares if it doesn't sound good anyway? So, <laughs> right, nobody yeah. cares. No one cares. Right. So. Oh, we agreed on that. That's good. Too bad there aren't any kind points of. associated with that. I'm pretty we sure I won agree. that one. <laughs> well, you won because I predicted... I told him hours ahead of time what you were going to say, and exactly. you said exactly Joey what I said you were going to say. Well, we have discussed a lot of things. We have. We have. So I, it is true that I am, uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and say consistent. Some might say predictable. I'm, gonna, <laughs> no. I, I'm just going to go ahead and go with consistent. I, I love though. consistent as the way to explain that. <laughs> yes. That's great. All right, boys. Well, listen, it's time for a new game. Uh -oh. New game. New game. New game. New game. I didn't know there was a new game. There's a new game. Last week. He doesn't tell us about was, this thing. Um, no. Why would you need to know? This is going to take all the fun about it. Last week <laughs> uh -oh. was our first ever, and I think it's safe to say our first of many rounds of Where in the World is Anton Weidinger? <laughs> yes. Come on. Total home run. It was oh, yeah. great. This week, something completely different. Are uh -oh. you ready for Where in the World is Gottfried Reicha? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm kidding. That's not the game. That's not the game. I'm I was kidding. just thinking about what theme music I was going to make for no, that. No, I was getting excited. Right? You're going to have to do a little I knew exactly yeah. where I was going with that, and no. now you yanked it out right under me. No, we're not going to play Where in the World is Godfrey Drake. Everyone knows where that arrogant bad boy is. All right. Yeah. Now, today, we're going to play Great Minds Think Alike. We're in big trouble, I think. All right. Well, this it's doesn't uh, have anything to do with us. <laughs> well, right. For starters. Yes. So, and I encourage our listeners to get their cards ready as well. Uh, right, you do we have, wait, do we have cards? Print them from the website. Uh, Brian, you have your card, don't you? I have my card, yeah. Okay, great. We're, we're, so, I didn't get a card. <laughs> there's <laughs> cards and there's points. Here's the way it works. It looks like I get neither. <laughs> no, there's no cards. I'm kidding. No cards and there will be points. Joey, get your trumpet. There Here's the way it works. <laughs> I suggest a category, and we all write down our answer. Then we compare to see if, in fact, Wait, great a category. minds. How do we answer a category? We well, answer it. It's, it's, it's a, a question. I just, it's not really a question. It's an, it's then a, how do you answer it? You'll see. You, you write down whatever comes to mind. So it's I a word association game. It's kind game. of a word association game called Great Minds 
think alike, except in our case, it's just minds really do think alike. That's what we're just calling it. <laughs> You're, but what if we don't? Well, then we don't get the points, and then you have to play a double C. <laughs> <laughs> I like this game already. So Brian right now is just writing down elephant for every one of these. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. He's you writing say cup bur- elephant bur- burrito. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, so good. All right. Give it a try here. Now, I think we should go through the entire list and then go back and compare. Are you good with that? Yes. Okay. Well, since here we, we have no idea what you're how talking about, how many sure. are how many are there? There are ten. ten. Holy Jeez. moly! All right. Number one. First thing that comes to mind: an expensive type of trumpet. Write it down. Okay. Now, the, number two. Uh, can I ask a, a qualifying yeah, question uh, here? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> now, the idea is just write something down, but the idea is we want to match each other, not we're trying to be uh, different. I mean, ultimately. Yeah. No, we're not. You're not trying to be coy. No, no. I, we're just going to see if we think the same thing. We're okay. just going to, yeah. I mean, I could assign, I do have a bogus point system that does ultimately lead to you playing a double C, but we don't another, have to do that. Another we just bogus don't have point that system. Time. We don't have the time for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, number one was an expensive type of trumpet. Was first thing that comes to mind, you write it down. Okay, number two, best car company ever. <laughs> okay, number three, a show on Netflix. See, is this a great game because uh, a show uh, on Netflix? Yeah, pick a show on Netflix. I don't remember which shows are on which streaming service. Hold on, I'm going to need a second. What's on Netflix? Of all the questions, <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. Okay, okay, got it. See, isn't this great? Because people at home can play along too, and it's yeah. not just about trumpets. So whoever's out there listening, you yeah, know what I'm saying? that Enthusiasts. might be some great minds uh, yeah. listening in, activating minds everywhere. Okay. Uh, number four, your favorite meal. I think we probably could play this in such a way that we could we could collectively get the same answers. It's possible. I think we've been around each other enough. They might okay. have to, we might have to frame these differently. Yeah. Number five, name your favorite current professional cyclist. <laughs> and I went with current because I didn't want oh. Joey complaining about me picking... Someone no, else. you don't get to. That can't wait, be you the have right to, answer. You have to, wait a second. What? No, that wouldn't be the right answer anyway. That Brian, can't be why, your favorite cycle. Brian, why do you need a minute with that? Joey's got that locked and loaded. Look right, at him. Go ahead. Okay, number six. World's most famous trumpet player. Uh, hold on, I need qualifying. <laughs> I knew. <laughs> there, there I knew <laughs> this was going to happen. The, does this have to be living dead or doesn't matter? Doesn't matter. World's. Rated. Most famous trumpet player. Right. Yep. Okay. Okay. Number seven, a city that starts with the letter C. Okay. Number seven. Oh, sorry. That was seven. Uh, Eight, a sport without a ball involved. Guys are awfully quiet. No, I'm thinking. Taking it seriously. Yeah. Number nine, something you won't find at a big band gig. No offense, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) No offense to you personally. (laughs) And you cannot answer Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, I have to erase now. (laughs) Okay. Um, And number 10, 
the most talented living popular musician? Uh, I don't like the word talented. Right. How about the most um, yeah. um, prolific, prolific living popular musician? I know you don't like the word talented. I don't. Popular we've, musician. We've discussed that. Pop musician. Wow, that's hard. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, prolific and talented mean wildly different things, though. They do. I'm just trying to say, like... Um, how about, how about this? Greatest living pop musician. Okay, do that. Greatest living pop musician. Because prolific go. means you have to have been around a long time, and you might True. want somebody younger. Yeah, yeah. I like that. So greatest, greatest living. Greatest mm-hmm. living pop musician. That's yeah, what you're so that's with. it. That's all 10. Hold on. I don't have that one answered yet. I just figured okay. out how to ask it. Greatest living pop <laughs> musician. What? Well, yeah, this is the way it usually goes. How you were doing I it wrong. I'll Joey, fix it, and I'll Joey fix it for you. edits it, yeah. and then answers it. <laughs> hey, listen. It's, this is a, a system that works. <laughs> yeah, and this isn't hyperbole. This is the way this works. <laughs> hey, what happened last week? You texted and asked Brian, what was that mouthpiece? And then you said, wait, Joey, what is the mouthpiece Brian playing? And I answered. Yes. You answered. And was correct. Yeah. I was, as soon as I started the type, type the text i thought well this is crazy i'm just going to ask joey what brian plays because he's actually going to know the real answer yeah i had to go look joey I, 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 I what am i playing <laughs> yeah okay joey that's all 10 i just bought that so we that's give everyone yeah. right everyone yeah. the chance to all right oh yeah an expensive type of trumpet brian what do you got monette joey monette, monette. Yeah. All right. All right. Get your horn. Green was- <laughs> horn double c okay that's an easy one i mean listen we could uh, we could uh, blames maybe the, uh, uh, some of the responsibility for the price jump in, in trumpets went directly to Dave when he first got going. He right. started making horns, you know, in a very small shop, custom order, and started charging a lot of money. And then the market went with him when they saw people kept spending it. Yeah. Boom. Agreed. Bonet. Boom. When we agreed. Awesome. Number two, best car company ever. Brian? Toyota. Subaru. Subaru. <laughs> what do you drive right now, Brian? Yeah, Brian. A Toyota Corolla. No. no. What did you just buy? We bought a Subaru. I don't let Sarah drive my Corolla, though. I, she tried. So you had no, a Toyota. That's, that's not a thing. No one yeah. tries to, to drive a Corolla. She no. wanted the Corolla, and I said, absolutely not. You okay, have so to now Brian has to play a double C. I'm just saying, <laughs> Brian, yes. My <laughs> lips are pretty <laughs> stiff after two days of not playing. I might be able to squeak he's, one out. What do you mean not play. playing? There's no not playing. You said on the quote that's on my door, it says there are two reasons for not practicing. One, you're sick or injured. Yeah. Two, you don't want to get better. So you don't want to get better anymore? <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> he's sick. <laughs> I did play a few notes today, actually. But I didn't play it all yesterday. He's sick and after Sunday injured. Okay. <laughs> yes. I'm on my teeth. But, but I just want to say you owned Toyotas and then you switched to Subaru. I think that says something. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah, got Subaru. I've got I've got two Subarus. I two love Subarus, two to one. Okay. All right. No Show on Netflix. Breaking Bad. Squid Game. Oh, Squid Game. Squid Game. I just heard about this. That's why it's on my head. I was asking the kids what I should watch, and the kids yeah. in the class said, "Oh, Ooh. you should watch Squid Game." I haven't watched it yet, but I, it's I've gory. Heard I just heard from another it's very gory, apparently. very reliable source that this is the way to go. Watch what is? Squid. What did you put down? Uh, Outlander. Oh, so that's that's a non-match. That's a non-match. That's a non-match. Sarah loves Outlander. Sarah yeah. and Kate, they love sure. that. Sure, I know. That's I love not the love. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Okay. Your favorite meal, Brian? Pizza. Pasta. Oh, chicken wings. 
<laughs> that's a good that's a good night out though that is a great a, night out because <laughs> yeah. we could go to the same place and get all that yeah we'd be fine. that'd be fine yeah, okay. we can't get calamari that's all i know <laughs> you know no. what one time one the time, one time, time you bragged on it oh man i was like dude when you get here we're going to this place for calamari we get in and sit down love the calamari to get started uh we're out this and is so, like Brian's fish and chips story in England. Oh my god! Yeah, but just imagine. Then I'm home. This is out near his place. It's the next month. He goes back <laughs> with his family. Takes a picture of the calamari. Is like it really is great. I, I did. <laughs> so there was taunting. The taunting. picture was of worth course. a thousand words. Okay, <laughs> name your favorite current professional cyclist. Enemy von von Vleuten. Oh, that's Alla a good Philippe. answer. You go on Lulu. Go, with the, go no. with the champ. Yeah, I'm gonna go Mark Hershey. No. What? Come yep. on. That's incorrect. No, All right, it's not why? incorrect. No, you're doing it wrong. Why? I'm not I like Mark Hershey. I like what did the way he rides. win this year? Doesn't Nothing. matter. I like the way he rides. It's not about the Nothing. winning with me, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> Is he even the team leader? Was he the lead? he was the it do- Oh, do you have something against Domestiques? No. A little bit. A little bit, I think. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think you think they're lazy. Oh. oh, that's the cold medicine talking. All right. Oh, here we go. The most controversial question on the list. World's most famous trumpet player. See, you Doc think Severinson. we're going to agree on this, and I don't think we are. Doc Severinsen. Herb Albert. Oh. Louis Armstrong. Yeah. And now you I both think, know I'm right. No, I think I think I still think I'm right. More people Herb outside Albert. of trumpet. Yeah, he's the A&M records. Everybody oh, knows I Herb know Albert. that. Everybody, right. He's in the industry outside of just trumpet. As a trumpet player, nobody's think, more famous. I think if you asked a 12-year-old kid in school who's had one music class, if they knew who Louis Armstrong was, they would know. I'm not sure they would. I'm not sure that's true. Okay. Well. All right. Well, I'll take a point. Seven. City. <laughs> you get a point for that? I get a I'm point taking for that. away five. <laughs> City that starts with the letter C. Come on. Do it. Ch- Chattanooga. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Oh, Come on, sorry. Brian. Brian. <laughs> All right. Number eight, a sport without a ball involved. Come on. Got to get this one right. Oh, no, because I'm going track. Oh. That's not a sport. That's a competition. Badminton. <laughs> badminton. Hey, badminton can be a sport. Bill's yeah, gonna you're go playing bike. against someone else. Bill's going biking. Cycling. No, that's a competition. That's not a sport. <laughs> that's a sport. You don't have to have anyone else there. Not a sport. <laughs> They're competing. It's a sport. <laughs> that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. I can't that's believe that you're willing that's to put badminton in front of both of the things that we talked about. Badminton has <laughs> offense and defense. <laughs> that's not a sport. Cycling is just like who goes faster. <laughs> do you not play defense in badminton? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> How do you set up? <laughs> I don't know. Ba- oh badminton. Think about badminton. Is, uh, think about the count. The, I'm sticking with this. You guys are so wrong. Oh, we're shocked by that. Yes. All right. The sport that started the Olympics, he says that's not a sport. (laughs) Right. I I have a gold medal in a competition. Yeah, you do. That's exactly right. Oh my God. If you don't if you're if the people you're competing against don't have to be there in the competition when you're doing it, it's not a sport. Oh come on. cycling racing is bike racing is. People have to be there. Not in time trials. Yeah, but that's one part of it. Yeah, it's not a thing. Badminton over the no one, Tour de France. I'm Come not on. saying over, not over. They're just different. Badminton's a sport. You're playing against someone. Is this golf is, a sport? 
No. No, he always says golf's not a sport. He <laughs> no, it's a competition. Says so- he says soccer's not a sport either. No, I say soccer's garbage. It's a sport. <laughs> it's just, you, should, you should just use your hands. Come on, use your hands. They're right there. Use your hands. Oh, my God. That's oh, awesome. That being said, Man. I do like Ted Lasso. So. <laughs> I've not seen that yet. I hear it's great. That's a good it's show. Re- it's we'll really good. To, maybe you we'll should check that a, out. But that's yeah. not on Netflix. No. That's why I didn't answer that. That's why you didn't say it. <laughs> okay. Wow. Moving on, and not quickly enough. <laughs> I love Something that. You won't find at a big band gig. A Harmon stem. <laughs> That's true. That's probably really true. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I'm just amazed that you knew that. Come on. I, I'm, I'm actually a little proud of you right now, Brian. Yeah. Um, I, I said oboes. Oh, I said a bassoon. <laughs> oh, we are in the double reed family. Yeah. Double reeds. You guys go are soft. Go double reeds. <laughs> uh, new appreciation for the double reeds. Okay. Uh, most talented... What did we say? Greatest. Greatest greatest living uh, pop musician. Pop musician. Oh, man. Brian? Probably should be Neil Diamond or something, but I said Billy Joel. <laughs> Neil Diamond. I'm, I'm stunned. Wow. Where did you get that? <laughs> wow. You had that Vegas show forever. Everyone's uh, had a Vegas show forever. Barry Manilow or somebody? Yeah. There. Wow. No, I should, but my, my, my choice is Billy Joel. Okay. I went, I went with Sting. No, I went with Chris Thiele. Oh, what? come on. That's not a pop musician. He is. Come on. That come on. He is. Punch Brothers? Yeah, totally. That's popular music. Popular with me. <laughs> popular it's with, popular with it's you. It's popular with the people I like. That's not a thing. <laughs> That's not a thing. You, That's you, totally you a thing. You actually lose, you lose a thousand you, points. You on lose that. all <laughs> of your points for that. All right, Brian, you have to play double C. <laughs> okay. We only matched on one. We did. That's amazing. Yeah. Yep, that's pretty cool. I have to keep that in mind because I will come up with a point system that does require Joey to play if we lose. Okay, but okay, team. Bri- Brian definitely lost because Bill, you and I matched. You did on number two and seven. Yeah, and nine. Means, I well, not well, nine both double reads. Enough. We're in the double same family, but enough. so yeah. that means Brian was only with any of us on number one, and number it was completely one, separate it. two through ten. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's clear Brian lost. Yeah, definitely. You guys are and, conventional thinkers. But I asked if the idea was to be coy or not when we started. Right. I'm trying to be because no, then just, if we no, say we expensive just... trumpets, I could have said Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> you could have said any. Yeah, a lot of just to are just to, or pick one that I know yeah. you guys wouldn't pick. Right. No, but we were no. Just be honest. Van Lahr. Just say what you think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Van Lahr, those are good. Oh, horns. That's oh, fine. Those are some orange. really good flugelhorns. Yeah. Yeah, and they're cool. they look really cool too. <laughs> yeah. Could have gone yeah. Vimon, the, uh, yeah. the yeah. rotors. The rotors. Those, are, mm-hmm. those are some gorgeous horns. Yes, sir. They're expensive, I think you too. need one of those. I need a couple of you those. You need that like you need a pink pocket trumpet. I might need that, too. The pink it, pocket you, trumpet, you could actually The price actually is right buy. on that. You yeah. definitely need that. But the, uh, the, the, the rotary B-flat and rotary C, those are, those are pricey endeavors. Yeah, definitely. All right, that was fun. Hopefully, uh, we'll get some feedback on uh, those that played along at home. See if they fared any better than Brian. Or matched us in any way. If or anybody yeah. matched Brian on more than five, honestly, please email us email at us. theopenbell at right. gmail.com. I will and hang out with you. Wow. Well, well now we did, wait. You know we're recording. Yeah. You just committed to a hang. That's right. If I'll you, hang out with If them. you matched Brian on two through ten, uh, you get to play us in badminton. Yeah. The three of us. There you go. Now, Okay, we can play triples. We can do that. We, we could do that, right? Yeah. Is there what's the defense look like for that? <laughs> I, I would say we set up in a two-one. 
<laughs> All right, boys. Time for a couple things. As we point our listeners to so much information about the trumpet, we're often asked, how do you manage it all? And the answer to that question is, of course, the key to success. So today, we hope to offer some perspective on the balance of trumpet and life. Or maybe we should just say, life with trumpet. Or, trumpet, you can't live with it, you can't smash it into a million pieces every day. In any case, balancing the need to practice, teach, and take on playing responsibilities has to fit into life somehow, and we are here to help. Now, to be clear, Brian... The trumpet life balance doesn't have to do with how much cornet versus trumpet you play every day. That's not the balance we're talking about. I think about. our listeners know it's cornet life balance. They're, they're fine with this. <laughs> they, they, they don't. No, they don't. Wrong <laughs> podcast. Yeah. This is so, why you couldn't match. You know why I couldn't match? <laughs> it's the it's the British part. You guys are right. too bright. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. He's, he's, he's too conical, conical thinker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, boys, what do we have here to help folks? I mean, we talk about all the things we should be doing as players, but then, you know, the reality of life sets in. And, and to be honest, you know, having all that mixed in is very healthy for us. So what do we got? I know what that if Sarah have? was here, she would she would say, um, you can't answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. <laughs> it's not something you're qualified to talk about. <laughs> I, I think we have to look at this from two perspectives, right? So our perspective is we're professional musicians. So we're looking at this from a trumpet is part of our career and you know part of our responsibility and part of what we've taken on as a major part of our life. Um, so making that balance with your personal life or, and hobbies and other things is different than if you have another profession and you are... Uh, an amateur player who wants to find that balance as I need to include trumpet with my professional life. So I think we're talking mm. about two different things. Yeah, That's right. Point. Yeah, so, great point. So first, let's look at it from our perspective. You know, our perspective is, all right, we're trumpet players. Right. You know, and, and that means, that can mean, for me, I'll give myself an example here. This, this is always a, sort of a struggle. Um, IU is a very, very busy place. You know, Jacob School of Music, we're enormous, you know, and, and it's really, I think of it as a huge positive in so many ways. One of those ways is there's always something happening. There's an orchestra concert, there's a big band concert, you know, there's an opera this weekend. There's Every week, there are dozens of concerts. Hmm. So I could be here every <clears throat> night and every day watching concerts. Right. But, hmm. you know, I do have a family and I like them and I want them to like me. <laughs> So you you have to you have to draw that line and sometimes it can be a matter of time of what I like for me personally is I like an end to my day. So if I'm not performing I like to know that when I go home my day's over. Now for me one of the ways I do this I keep all of my trumpets and all my stuff as you guys know in my office. Right. Now I live in a college town where this works for me and this doesn't work for everybody. I'm just giving me as an example, like we can talk about ourselves and we can talk in idealistic and broader terms, but the idea is, all right, so I can, I get here early because you know, uh, my wife works and I still have one kid at home who is in high school. So everybody's up and going to school. So morning's not a time where I'm going to get some really good family time. So I get in here and I'm here at seven and I'm practicing. Now, I like that part, too. Then I have a normal work day and a practice day, and I practice during the day, and I teach, and I work. So that when I am done, when I go home, all of this stays here, and then I am home, and I'm part of my family. Yeah, and you mean that literally and figuratively. Yeah. That is, you're leaving it all in the office. Right. It stays here. 
then my day is over. Mm-hmm. So my work day is over and I can be home and be part of the family and, and in that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember when my oldest daughter was in elementary school and it was the first time I played with the marching band here. So I picked her up from school most days. I s- yeah. set my teaching schedule so I could pick her up from the elementary school. And uh, so it was like the Monday after that football game and the woman who ran the school at the time, I walk in and goes by her and she comes out and says, well, I was at the football game on Saturday. I just thought you were Jamie's father. And I looked at her and I said, I am still just am. Jamie's <laughs> father. That's just what I am. <laughs> right. You know, but for her, it, it was then different. And for me, it was like, no, 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 no. And, you yeah. know, my kids are like, yeah, whatever. I know I play trumpet, whatever. So, so know, there's that. There's part of how that works for me. Yeah. In, a, in, in kind of on a broad scale, you really compartmentalize the trumpet, right? And your time with it, that's, it's a big part of your day. But yet you're compartmentalizing it. Yeah. Right. Which is a uh, which is a great suggestion if you can do that. If you, you can know. do that. Yeah. And but that's that's it. one way to make sure that you have that time because if you're thinking if you're doing this all day every day, you're just going to lose everybody around you cuz other people have other interests and may want some of your attention and some of your time and right. you should give it to them. And well, you should also be thinking what else you like doing. Cuz if if you're living that whole all, uh, all trumpet all the time and hey I, I think I'm the biggest trumpet geek most people know but there are mm. still those times where yeah I'm letting that go and yeah, there's time we got to go to the mall and go shoe shopping and you know we got to right. go out and see a game and we're going to go hang out with my family and watch movies right you know there's still that time where you, you let all of that go well yeah because not only I, I mean we, we've talked before about the informed musicianship kind of thing you know get gathering inspiration and, and things from other sources but part of that is your own peace of mind like to be able to come to it knowing that you've cared for other things and you've done all those other things. So in a sense, you've created space to be the musician, to be the trumpet player, and you're not worried about eight or ten things that you dropped the ball on. So it's well, a big I, part of it. I actually view that the complete opposite way mm-hmm. is that if I haven't taken care of the horn, and I think Joey's early morning practice thing is great. And I've always, um, I was one of the first five people in the conservatory when I was an undergrad. I mean, that's like right. what I did. I was always a morning, early morning practicer. Um, but I want to be done with all the heavy lifting so that I can enjoy um, the time with the family, the rest of the day doing the things right. that yeah. I want to do with the family. Sure. And if I hadn't, and this was an er, in an early part of our marriage, it was a, it was a discussion was you're always thinking about the horn. And I'm like, cause I didn't take care of that five hours ago. I'm thinking about, I have to get back to it. Um, yeah. So that was an, that's an interesting, it was a really interesting perspective. Yeah. Uh, it's so initially here. This is interesting because I I sort of did some categories for us because I didn't know where how we might go about this. But yeah. of course we're right on we're right on the top of my list here because the practicing thing is what comes to mind. You know, yeah, doing the sure. maintenance and the things that we need to do to to keep going, and that's what we're talking about compartmentalizing. And I think about you know the public school teachers who are still trying to keep their chops up and do their thing. Yeah. You know, try to build that in the day in the school day because when you're done well usually you're not done you've got rehearsal in the evening especially marching band season and all that so the early morning thing is a way to make sure you do it and create space for it right you got to carve you got to carve the time because then when we turn this around right and say let's say you are you know a librarian right and and you want to play in your community band and you want to make you want to be a trumpet player and you want to find that balance from the other side from i'm not a musician as a profession, but I do want it to be part of my life. The same thing applies is that you've got, you've got to find a schedule and make the time and make it important to you. 
And then, you know, as you've often accused me of, oh, so for you, that's just non-negotiable, which Mm. is right. I never thought of it in those terms until you kind of used that term with me. And it was like, (laughs) right. But, you know, it's those kind of things. uh, If you're not a professional musician or this isn't what you do uh, for your living, that's the first thing that's just the easiest to let go. Yeah. Is go, yeah, but, you know, today I'm tired and uh, no, no, no. You're always going to feel better if you go ahead and do it. But you got to make you got to one prioritize it and schedule it. Yeah, no, it's I, the beauty of the uh, the brass band thing, right? I mean, we heard the stories of Neil. Oh um, yeah, you know, we were we were at Neil's house, and you see all the pictures of the big events, graduations, and um, weddings, and birthdays, and Christmases, and things. And Neil's not in the picture. <laughs> and Neil was a builder, but he was a brass bander, and he played in the Black Dyke Band. And mm. the Black Dyke Band, if you don't show up twice in a row, the third time you come back there's somebody else in your chair yeah yeah um yeah. and it's two nights a week and double concerts every weekend um yeah. and so he just wasn't there and he tells the story of they moved to a, they moved to a new house um they moved to a farm because they thought it would be cool for the kids to help raise sheep so they moved to a farm and the, they moved in and it was raining courses in yorkshire and uh they finally get everything into the house there's no electricity there's no heat they have a baby and it's um it's seven o'clock and uh Christine is sitting in the kitchen uh, with the baby and Neil comes over and gives her a kiss. And she's like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm going to band house is dark. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Totally invested in, in that he used yeah. to come into band. He was conducting the band I was in and he said uh, he would go home after work. He literally kicked the leg of the table and then he <laughs> come to band. And that's what he, that's what he did. Wow. Um, and so that you know, so it's a it's a hobby, but a really intense. Hobby yeah, that's a, that's interesting thing to file under the word balance. Yeah, I'm right. not sure that balance exactly. was that balance you is know. really working. <laughs> yeah. You know, because there are times, and you know, as professional musicians, you know, we we all, the three of us all have full time teaching jobs, right. but we also freelance. Right. So there are those times where you look and say, uh, "No, I just can't do yeah. that," because so, uh, because you got to find that balance. Yeah, great, great segue to the next thing on my list anyway, which was the, the gigging part of this, the taking gigs. So uh, right after I first got the job at Messiah, I was at a conference somewhere, and it probably had to do with conducting. Um, and uh, it <laughs> may have. Lacking. And I ran into Mike Haithcock. And I don't know if you guys know Mike. He's the director of bands yeah. at University of Michigan. Before right? that, sure. he was, was at, at Baylor. He, he was at Baylor when I was in high school. Yeah. And I was at a right. summer camp when he was at Baylor. And we, I, I played uh, under him. As a yeah. high school kid. Mike, incredible conductor and musician and just genius person. Yeah. Um, but I had opportunity to, to, I had access to him, and so I was asking him a bunch of questions. And one of the things he shared with me about, especially being, you know, in the role and being the director of bands and the guest, we started to talk about the guest conducting thing. Yeah. And he said that he came to an agreement soon after he started teaching and all that and getting asked to do a lot of gigs that if he took a gig one weekend he would automatically X out the next weekend. Oh, yeah. So he he would never do the back-to-back thing and be gone that much. He would just simply, he was just committed to saying no to that extra thing. And that's like kind it. of, you know, kind of reminded me, Joey, what you just said about sometimes you just have to say no. Right. You know. Yeah. In order I mean, to there, there are times there's some good things come up, but then you look and, oh, you know, my daughter's graduating high school that day. Oh, I'm not taking a gig. <laughs> right. Just because it you know, fits in the book doesn't mean you should say yes. Right. right. Now, that being said, I guess I need to cop to this as I do have uh, relatives that listen. 
Um, <laughs> this would have been. Let's see the Gonna first. Called out. Let's see the first one would have been. Oh, it was my 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 mother was uh, getting married just after I graduated college, and then I ended up getting a gig at Disney for the summer. So I'm like, so uh, yeah, mom, not, I'm I'm I can't be there. No, that was wow. sort of an you know one of those things that I couldn't. I mean, I was twenty. I was twenty one. I did call during the ceremony because they got married in, in their house, my mother and stepfather's house at the time. And my aunt is at the phone like, they're doing it right now. So, <laughs> uh, and then my father got married just a few months later. And I was planning on being there, but then they offered me the job in the army and they sent me to basic training. So <laughs> I missed my father's. Um, but that's not the worst one. My oh, sister. No. Um, <laughs> You're also not qualified to speak on this subject. Yeah. <laughs> but I got better. This is all when I was younger. But these were things. That, here are the things that happened. You know, I got offered a gig for four months. I got offered a gig for four years to 20 if I'd stayed. And then my sister actually called and said, okay, listen, this is going to happen. When she was getting married to her first husband. Uh, when's good for you? I want you there, and I want you to I want you to play. And so we looked around the school year. I was in grad school at the time. She set the date in April, and uh, in January I joined Maynard's band. So I had to call her. <laughs> and said, <laughs> "Now my sister was very forgiving. I called her on the phone, and she answered. You know, this is uh, this would have been nineteen ninety late nineteen ninety three. Um, and I called and said, she picked up the phone. Hello, hey, it's Joey. And there was a pause. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like, oh, why would I call? No, you know, it was a pre cell phone day. And I said, yeah. here's what's going on. So I tell her, listen, I'm going to, I'm joining Maynard's band and we're going to be out. But the first tour goes like four and a half months. Oh, man. There's a dead silence. And she said, okay, if it were anything else. But as you get older, you know, I, I tell my students this all the time you're young. Somebody calls you and asks you for, uh, for a gig, you say yes and go do it. Right. You know, and you got to find and make that balance. But, you know, as we are older and we have jobs and, you know, now it's like, oh, wait, this is important. OK, then I just say no. Right. There has well, to be some sort of agreement with your your partner. So, you know, Sarah and I talked about it. She moved to Cleveland so I could go to graduate school. She worked to put me through my master's. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. We went on our honeymoon. We went to England, of course. Um, we went biking. Actually, we biked in yeah, the Lake District. Excellent. It was a great, great trip. And at the end of our honeymoon, um, she flew back to the States and I flew to Spain for a six week orchestra tour. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, so we do. And she she tells her coworkers that she's never been on a vacation that the trumpet hasn't come along to. Right. Mm -hmm. And and so the, the most recent version of that is um, when uh, two summers ago, when we did the bike trip from D.C. to Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. um, and I took Denny de Blasio's pocket trumpet with my picket cornet mouthpiece and an adapter oh and I gosh. strapped it to the back of Kate because we had a brass band concert on the Sunday after right. the, after the trip. And, um, and so I, I practiced every day when we were out there, not a lot, but, but every day I played a little bit before we left in the campsite in the morning. And I played a little bit when we set up in the evening and I had my practice mute there, but pocket trumpet strapped to the back of Kate's bike. Right, but the, the, the other part of this is is that uh, these things can evolve, but it's also a moving target. Uh, you know, if you're going to be rigid, you're most likely going to fail. Yeah. So there could be times where it gets busier and then things where it gets lighter. You know, it, these kind of things evolve and they grow and they change. But yeah, especially if you, ha if you have a family, then this has to be worked out. You need sure. to be all, be all, all be on the same page right. before you ever start. 
Yeah, there's a lot, you know, a lot of options, a lot of things you can do, but you don't always have to say yes. I didn't. I stopped taking Christmas Eve gigs a long time ago. Right. But, I, you know, I did. I did too. Now might be be an okay time to kind of ease back into the that. Kids, kids again. leaving. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, but I'm not in a hurry to do it. You know, those like those couple holidays, like New Year's Eve gigs. No thanks. I'm good. <laughs> oh. Nice. Here's what I start. Well, New Year's Eve gigs. For those of you who are wondering what those are, uh, the younger people, <laughs> uh, uh, I will. I will tell you this. 1999 is what ruined New Year's Eve gigs for a long time. Uh, in that year, everybody <laughs> thought it was going to be the biggest thing ever, and they were talking about it being the right. millennium, which it's not, by the way. Right. The first year of a millennium would be 2001, not 2000, because no one starts counting at zero. So, but still, there was a big thing. All the numbers changing at the time, and then uh, there was a the Y two K scare. Google it, look it up, and everybody got right. really afraid that everything was going to shut down. Shut so down no one went out. A lot of people spent a lot of money, and then a lot of people stayed home, and sort of, kind of put a big dent into the New Year's Eve thing, which right. is something that as trumpet players, everybody knew you could do fairly well on New Year's Eve almost anywhere you lived in the country. Right. But I'll tell you what has picked up for me in the past several years: orchestras like doing this. Well, so oh, I'll yeah. tell you who puts on right. a great New Year's Eve concert is Cincinnati. I've oh, gone yeah. over and played Cincinnati Pops uh, uh, several of the, they sometimes rotate in the past few years. They do it early enough so that, uh, like, they'll do a concert and then you can go, you know, dinner, whatever. But they've done it early enough so I could be done, drive home and be in my house by midnight, which I've oh, done a few nice. times. Yeah, which right. is, uh, But it's it's really a fun way, you know, to go play with an orchestra. They put on a nice show. I'm I'm not interested in playing uh, at this point, you know, like a big giant party somewhere and going, you know, hot and going up to right. one in the morning. Oh, those things, <laughs> no those thing. things I have let go. No need. Yes. Sure. Um, you know, another thing that comes up because as a, as a musician, you always have the option to do this is sometimes it's a great option, but teaching outside of your regular gig, taking on students mm. sure, is, an, sure. is another thing that can either provide balance for you if you're if you're not getting your fix if you, you know if you if you if this is an avocation for you taking on some students can be a good way to do that but you know those of us that teach all day it's a nice way to pick up some extra dollars but it can also really be you know a challenging thing do you guys teach outside of outside of your studios at the university I do I, I teach I teach very little um, I teach a little bit for the Rowan Community Music School and so, like this year, I have one student in that program, and um, he's a retired obstetrician, hmm. and he's he wanted to start playing. So he's been with me a year and a half, and um, he plays in a couple community things, and he's just so tickled. He's moving up the section. He just he practices because time isn't an issue for him. Like he's he's got time, and uh, he's doing great. And it's uh, it's really I I enjoy it. It's it's fun, um, but I do some extra teaching in addition, but very little, and I don't take any money for it. So, um, so students will call me and they'll want to do regular stuff. And I'm saying, look, I have a full-time job and I do this little teaching through the community music school, which I get paid for, but anything extra, I don't get paid. I will do one-off lessons. I'll even do like sporadic every month or two. Sure. Um, but I, but because I don't get paid, I don't feel guilty about saying yeah, I can't, can't do it do every it. week. Sure. Just can't do it every week. So I, I use this little mental game with myself because I, I have a now since really since before COVID had a I've kept a studio of high school students, local high school students, and I've, I've not gone back to it since mostly because of protocols and all that kind of stuff. But but leading up to that, I kind of got tired of doing it for a while. But then then I told myself I would only take students that I would teach for free. 
Mm, yeah. In other words, if I enjoyed spending the time with them and it was fulfilling for me, well, then absolutely, you know, sure. I would teach them. And if not, then I would find someone else that I thought was a suitable teacher for them. But it was a good test for me so that I just wasn't saying yes and just wasn't making it about the money because that's not an okay reason to do it. Sure. To yeah. give up that much time. You know? Yeah, that's right. I, I don't do any regular teaching outside of uh, my schedule here. Now, that being said, when there's students teach a like, lot hey, outside your studio, though. Because a lot of people want your time. Yeah, so it'll be, hey, can you know, can I get one lesson here? Can I get one lesson there? You know, I'm gonna come visit. Can can we meet and get together? So I'll do that. But as far as like taking on a regular student who's not enrolled here, no, I don't. I don't do that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just don't. I just don't have the time to do that. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I like the idea of it from a a recruiting standpoint, and I like teaching standpoint. But um, it it would be. It, it, I just don't think it would work. I've looked at the schedule. I'm like, oh, okay, I can meet you this week, but then I can't see you for three weeks. And if you're talking about high school kids, that's just a, I think it's just a right. bad setup for them, and I don't yeah. want to be a bad teacher for them. Right, right. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. That's a great point. Yeah, so let's and talk a about, little bit. Oh, what about ahead. people who are in a college teaching gig when you're, you know, those first five years? I mean, I literally took, we, besides the family budget, which was Sarah was at home with the kids, Right. Our actual calculated budget was four hundred dollars a month less than I made. <laughs> so I, <laughs> wow! So I mean, we calculated every penny, and I had to do four hundred dollars a month of work, which meant that I basically, if you're not taking everything, you go down the list. So, um, so you have to take everything. So I, I did a lot of great playing. It was, it was all awesome, and it was really fun. And I auditioned for everything, and I did wedding jobs, and, um, but as soon as Sarah was working. The financial need wasn't there, but I still took a lot because I felt like in those first five years, as you're mm -hmm. developing your portfolio for tenure and promotion, you kind of have to do a lot. You don't know. It's hard to thread that needle like yeah. just right. So you tend to just overload. So your packet looks heavy, which right. is, I think, so that's a, that's an interesting perspective for people in the college. Scene. But that's, that's true. I think just in the career, like we're talking about when you're yeah. younger and you're building, that balance might look different than, right. you know, mm -hmm. when you're old people like Bill. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It looks way different to yeah. me. You know, I mean, it, uh, but it's true. It's a moving target and it does evolve. And, you know, if you're, and if you're, if you're single, that balance can look way different than if you're in a relationship that could look way different than if you have kids and all of those <laughs> things then need to become real discussions about how that balance is going to work. And there are lots of various variables involved. Like if you and your spouse both work, then maybe it's not necessary that you take, you have more choices in what you can and can't take. But if one's staying home, then maybe that balance has to be different just based on finances. It's right, all, yeah. these are all, there's no right or wrong answer here. There's the way you got to find it. But, you know, overarching back to the original point, it's got to be a commitment schedule, but then it's got to be part of a discussion because you need to have a balance. That's the, the we didn't really start with that assumption, but uh, I, I think that's <laughs> implicit in here that you do need a balance. If all you're doing 24 hours a day, seven days a week is trumpet or any one thing, this is, this is, a bad idea for you as a human being. Right. <laughs> Just say yeah. whatever, right. whatever that one thing is. That's limiting, and and in long term can be self destructive. You need to spread yourself out and make sure you're doing something you enjoy and finding that balance, you know, for a personal life. And and those well, things are are wildly important to your uh, mental health. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the reasons I played this this little bit of a silly game here at the beginning tonight was because it had very little, it had a little bit to do with the trumpet, but it had to do with a lot of other things because we are interested in a lot of other things. Exactly. You know. Right. And when we get together to talk, it is about the trumpet a lot, but but quite often it isn't. And, you know, we all have things that we've talked about here, like cycling or camping or the other things Badman. that we do. We're not talking about camping. Brian Badman. didn't go in for camping. Come on. <laughs> camping I can't believe awesome. you guys don't play badminton. That's like an outdoorsy thing. Like, <laughs> it is an outdoorsy thing. We do cycling. We, we, we go running and we go, we go cycling. Oof. Running. Oof. Yeah. And I go no cycling. running. That's never a good reason unless someone's chasing you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do want to bring up one thing. I think, you know, we're talking about saying no to things and... And, and that's all good. I would encourage everyone, there is something fulfilling about doing some service with the instrument. Mm. And that is particular, especially as trumpet players, um, you know, get called, often get called to say, hey, we're having a, you know, a Memorial Day service or something here, and do you have a student that could do this? You know, and sometimes if it's close enough or it's in my own community, I'm just going to go do it myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes, in this case, I actually am adding something to the schedule, but it's a, it's, there is a balance to that. There's a balance to giving and using it in that way, I think. Um, I yeah. Know, I know you guys do the same. I know oh, that course. you donate your time and do those kinds yeah, of things of course. as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. I, I mean, I, even, uh, you know, a band director will say, hey, could you come help out my trumpets today? Okay. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Just yeah. come yeah. by, hang, check in, see what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. give my band a listen. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think, you know, we talk about it, and I think that's one of the things that helps, too. You know, we've talked about building your own network on the show before, and we've done that. And, and you know, compare notes with the people that you hang out with and find out how they're doing this very same thing, you know? I mean, look, at we've talked now about what I think we could safely say is the infamous WTF retreat yeah. this summer. And, you know, a lot of it's a lot of cooking, a lot yeah. of food, a lot of cycling, a lot of trips to the bike shop and, you know... Just distraction. I, I got I got you changed to change your mind on the concept of e-bikes. You did. That was amazing. Yeah, I had All no it idea took it was, was a test ride. That much yeah. fun. I had no idea. I need one of those. <laughs> <laughs> you still need to get one of those. I totally need to get one of those. <laughs> and that well, would bring. I may have that before Brian gets his new my bike. <laughs> that, <laughs> would, <laughs> that would bring so much balance to your life. Yeah, totally. To e-bike. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's, so there's look, my excuse. There's your I excuse. need it for my, my balance. Yes. So that'll be my commuter you're, vehicle, you're, just in and out of work every day. Trumpet life balance. Yeah, there you go. Need that. All right, boys, time for no offense. Now, don't get us wrong. We love the fact that you are all in with the trumpet, but making time for other things, other people, and other activities brings great balance to life and ultimately allows for better music making. Without balance... You're doing it wrong. Very, very wrong. Very wrong. Well, do you value the relationships in your life? You know, mm. if you don't, if your relationship is only with the trumpet or the cornet, um, then, wow. then you're going to lose that relationship. And what's what's the joke? Lose a wife, gain an octave. Lose right. a husband, gain, <laughs> gain an octave, right? <laughs> but, you know, you really want to, You if you really value those relationships, you've made that commitment, um, I think it's really important to but uh, as a, but as a talk human about being, it, work it out. But if you, as a human being, your only relationship is with your instrument, then you're just doing it wrong. You're totally doing it wrong. <laughs> you need to be an interesting human being, which means right. being uh, broader than just trumpet. Yes. And Absolutely. that's coming from trumpet geeks like us. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I mean, if we're saying this, <laughs> yeah. you know, 
you know it's true. Yeah, read a book. Go see a movie. Go shoe shopping. Yeah, right? if you want a trumpet play, book. Play some badminton. It's fine. If you want to practice, get a trumpet book, but get one with words in it, and then you could do both. <laughs> Poetry, I'm just saying. cultivate your heart and mind. Absolutely. And it's right in front of you. Both right pages. There. It's right there. All right, boys, that should about do it for today. Thanks for joining us on another uh, hour that you will never get back. Stay tuned, tell your friends and neighbors, and give us a good rating. Hey, so long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell.